Hello and welcome to Spark, a conversation for mutual improvement. This is another interview edition of the podcast, and today I am sitting down with Florian Messen. Florian is a good friend of mine uh, from Pensacola Christian College, so I wanted to get his perspective, his unique perspective on a few things that are going on here. Florian, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Josh. How are you doing? I'm doing well as well. Um, so just go ahead and start off telling us uh, who you are, what you're studying. Okay, so for obviously those who don't know, I'm from France. Uh, that means that I did not grow up in America at all. Uh, I came here as a freshman in 2014. And I came here as a uh, history major. I wanted to teach history, but then uh, God got a hold of my heart to uh, study pastoral ministries. And so that's why I've been studying. Um, I'm about to graduate. So this is a little bit of, you know, what I'm doing and who am I. So what, what made you decide to come to PCC? Uh, my pastor is, is the one who was the deciding factor. He's a, he's been a missionary in France for over 40 years now. Okay. And, um, he's just, he told me about uh, PCC. He's never been there himself. He's never studied here, but he told me about PCC and he knew that I wanted to study something that wasn't theological. So yeah. liberal arts college, obviously, and that PCC told me he, that was one of the best. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, just so you guys know, we are in a little bit of an echoey room and I apologize for that. But living on a shoestring budget here with this podcast, you got to put up with whatever you can get sometimes. And I wanted to have this conversation with uh, Florian as soon as I could. So decided to make the decision and just have it anyway. Regardless, um, hopefully it's not too bad. Hopefully you can follow along anyway. So what made you decide in that instance where you switched from history to Bible to make that switch? Was it just something you had felt on your heart for a little while? Or was there one particular event that occurred? that led to that decision so really as soon as i started here there's there's been this this burden in my heart i was still very young as far as me being um uh, a christian i was still very young i still didn't really know much you know everybody was talking about god's will and i was like what is that you know blah 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 right i um I i was praying about it um and unfortunately my walk with 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 Jesus at that time was not what it is now. Yeah. So I misinterpreted this 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 burden that God has put on my heart uh, for a call to the ministry, and I really thought that He wanted me to be a minister. I I was uh, looking for answers. And I was trying to make the right decision, and one day I decided to I'm going to switch my major. I'm going to become a pastor. And everybody, obviously, my, my pastor and his wife were very supportive of it because obviously, yeah. you know, that's not a pastor. Yeah, ministry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't, um, something that I was really sure about ever since I, I had made that decision. Um, yeah, and I would talk to other people who would be pastoral ministries major and I would have conversations. It was like, Oh, you know, God got a hold of my heart. God did this. Uh, God, I, it was so clear that God wanted me to be pastor. Every time huh. I would walk out of these, of, of these, of these talks, of these conversations, I would feel bad about myself because I was like, I never had that. Wow. Like, you know, I never, I never was certain. And it's, uh, it's up until recently that <clears throat> I found out and I, my walk with Jesus is so much closer now than it was when I was a freshman. Yeah. And, and I thought about, I prayed about it. I did a lot of research on it and, now I know that God doesn't want me to be a pastor. Wow. Okay. I thought, I thought, I, I thought I knew. Yeah. 
but one other thing that the Bible tells you is that if you want to be a if if God wants you to be a pastor, He's going to put a desire in your heart. Yeah, it's in Timothy, I think, First Timothy. Uh, desires of the office of a bishop desires a good thing. I never had that desire, and so it took actually it took a lot out of me to realize that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just just you know, this four years that I studied to be a pastor, and now I'm not going to be a pastor. But definitely, it's the best decision that I made. Now, the whole burden about the ministry, that got me, again, thinking about it. It was like, okay, God, you did put a burden in my heart for the ministry, and I want to know what that is about. So I studied the Bible. I was praying, and I finally, I was thinking about it, and I talked to people, uh, counselors. I talked to I talked to um, some people in my family. Yeah. And now I know that that burden that God has put in my heart is not to be a minister, but it's to help out ministries. That's why yeah, I'm going to be staying here. To be involved here. in a church. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be staying here at PCC. I'm going to take my I'm going to do my master in business administration, which is a totally different uh, road than I thought I would. A little be. different, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally different. Yeah, wasn't expecting that at all. Huh. Um, and then once I'm out, uh, obviously I start working somewhere. But eventually, my goal is to start a firm or a foundation. Or, or just an organization that's going to go and help out churches that are financially struggling and wow. pastors that are financially struggling. Um, that's something that really, like, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I like, for once, I, I know what I want to do and I know what God wants me to do. This It's really liberating. To have so you freedom. found it? Yes, I found it. Yeah. And, and, and um, that's something that really, like, I had trouble with at first. And if anybody knows me, I'm not really the business type of person. Yeah. But I know that this is why God wants me. And that's why I'm so excited about starting all these this classes that I have. And so, yeah, so that's... that's so that's where you're going in the future. That's where I'm going in the future. And that's that's the next future steps. That's actually, yes. that's really interesting. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that, like, that's so interesting to me because people, a lot of times, they feel like, especially if you go through, like, a, a spiritual high, you know, where you're getting all this information or, like, you're getting convicted over and over and you make a decision that maybe God doesn't have for you. Maybe it's too far in one direction. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. I wonder how many people actually end up doing that and regret, you yeah. know? And not that you regret it because I think you have a really strong foundation now yeah. that you can use in whatever business that you build. But certainly, like, it's I, I, I applaud you for being willing to recognize that that wasn't what God had called you to. Mm-hmm. Even though you had made the wrong decision, you're still willing to find what God wants you to do. And follow that. Like it's it's very scary. Yeah. You know when you find yourself oh, in yeah. this position. Like I was, I was, I didn't really didn't know if I wanted to do this. Right. That's why I want to like whoever's gonna be whoever's listening. Like, yes, you're you're allowed to mess up. You know, God knows that you're gonna mess up. Yeah. God knows that you're gonna go. I, not necessarily that mess up, but I went in the direction that God didn't want me to go. Mm. You know. And it but seems it, like a good direction. It was a good, and it was a good direction. Yeah, it sounds like the right thing to do, mm-hmm. but it wasn't what God wanted you yeah, to do. Yeah, and so if there's there if to whoever is listening, and if if you find yourself in a position where you know you're not really sure, or or you know you think okay, well I've wasted that many time, that many years in my life. I mean, trust me, I thought that I was wasting. I at first I thought I've wasted four years of my life. Right. You know, but now and now I look back and I was like, you know what? This, at least, I know how pastors think now because I've been around pastoral ministers major. And le- let's face it, the mentality that we have right now is pretty much the mentality that we're going to have when we're adults. Yeah. You know, when we get out there, when we start working. So I know how they think. So I know that that me me knowing their mindset and how they, they view life and how they, they live life 
is going to help me out when later on I'm going to have this 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 job that I'm going to be doing. Yeah. So okay, wow. So I, I I appreciate your being honest about that, and I think it's cool where God is taking you mm-hmm. in the future that He holds for you. Um, looking back, so you've had these influences here at college and everything that you're going to be utilizing. What about even further back with um, your background from France? Mm-hmm. What about that? Well, I'll, I'll ask a few different questions. The first one I'll ask is, uh, what do you miss the most about France? Being over here for four years now, um, what do you miss the most, would you say? Oh, man, that's a tough question. Uh Actually, a lot of people do ask me that. Like, what is the thing that I, that I, that I miss the most about friends? I, it's really hard to to answer because it's just it's, it's the whole thing. You know, um, it's just it's not just one thing in particular. It's just everything. Mentality. About it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's so different when you go to France or when you go to a country that is not your own, and and not just it's not just visiting. You know, because you you know people visit places they they go they go like they go to london or they go to you know germany or something like that and, and they visit for a week and yeah obviously everything is nice but when you go to a place and you realize okay i'm gonna have to live here now like i came in Pensacola and i knew i was gonna come here live here for at least four years like this is this is what i wanted to do and so it, it, you see everything in a total different way so when i got when i got here i think the thing that i m- missed the most um, obviously, I miss my family a lot. Yeah. I have a little niece that was born. What about the people? Like, is there a lot of distinctions between the people here and there that you miss about the people there? Uh, people in France, um, they're... Okay, so people in France, especially where I live, uh, France is... Um, there's a lot of people that go to the capital and the big cities and really... Um, and the countryside is kind of left behind. And so I live in the countryside. So everybody in my town, they know each other. Like, you know, whatever you think of a typical French town when there's, you know, a bakery and everybody goes there and they get mm. a baguette and stuff like that. And they, <laughs> went, they walk in there. Everybody knows everybody. Like, it kind of feels like in Beauty and the Beast when Belle is going around the, the town and everybody is huh. saying, you know, bonjour. Huh. It's pretty much like that. Everybody knows everybody. <laughs> so there's this, 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 the fact that people are, uh, everybody knows each other. It's something that I miss a lot. Okay. Uh, and you get a, a kind of that feeling here when you're on campus because everybody knows. But once you step yeah. outside of campus, it's like you know strangers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah. So definitely one of the things that I miss, especially about the people, is the fact that everybody knows each other, whether in good terms or bad terms. That depends on you know the person, but everybody knows each other. So that's something that I definitely miss about the people. So okay, um, what do you think about? Like maybe coming here when you first came here, what were some things that surprised you about America? How long had you been preparing to come here? Was it pretty much on a whim or had you been thinking about it for a while? No, it took me about a year. I was, um, cause you, you do have to, to go through a lot of paperwork. Right. Yeah. Okay. You do have to go through a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Uh, the embassy, you know, at least to have to book an appointment for about three months, mm. uh, pre, uh, previous. So right. it's, it's, so you had your mind in that yes. direction. Yeah. What, so then what were some things that surprised you? Uh, something that did surprise me, um, just the fact that everything is big here. Like everything is big. So, yeah, everything is so big. <laughs> it's not, and, and not Americans, in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> like everything larger, bigger well, and better. So uh, it's, not, it's not a bad thing. It's just when I got, you know, my town is very small. Like I said, very small streets are, are pretty narrow. Right. Um, cars are not too big. I mean, everything is smaller in France. But when you go here in the U.S. and you get like, you know, 
you, you get like four way lanes in the middle of the of the town that's surprising <laughs> to me like that's that that's you know our highways are like that in france yeah you know? and and so it was surprising you know the, the cars are bigger too i mean and then i know that it may sound strange but in france we don't have any trucks you know, the trucks are not a not a common thing in France. You will never see an F one F one an F one fifty driving down the that, driving down the, the street. Like you will not see that. Yeah, um, it's not common in France. Right. So so yeah. So the streets are bigger. Uh, just just the, the 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 cars are bigger. The buildings buildings are bigger too. I mean, the everything people people, people <laughs> yeah people too people too are bigger. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of things here in in the US. It's just it's it's big. In France, we walk pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um. So when here, like for example, I want to go to Starbucks and I walk. It takes me about like 20 minutes to get over there. Mm. You know, everything is is set up in such a way that it's, it's spread more, out. It's very spread out. Yeah. In France, everything is close together. That's kind of how like Europe is, though, right? Yeah, it's such a small space compared mm-hmm. to here. Um, what are some things that you've seen as differences? Um, and this is probably getting more into the heart of what I wanted to discuss between uh, Christianity in France and the way it plays out there, mm. and then Christianity here in the United States. So you've studied under, um, you know, a Bible degree for a period mm-hmm. of time. So you've gotten a lot of it here. Mm-hmm. But then even back in your country, is there, like, even just culturally, what are the some, like, things that you've noticed, just distinctions between the Christians here and the Christians there? Okay, an example, so, so, so that you can understand better. I never was exposed to... And I know that's that's a hot topic now. I never was exposed to this translation issue until I got here. Like I didn't know that you could have more than one version of the Bible. <laughs> okay. I never I never knew that. And, yeah. and I come here at PCC, and I'm being thrown the, the KJV, and I didn't even know what the KJV was. So, mm. so I was trying to understand what it was. The KJV is the best version that there is. Uh, then some other people's like the ESV, then there's the MEV, then there's the message, then there's, there's, there's all these versions. And, and I didn't know anything about that. And the worst part is I come here and I see people fighting over it. Yeah. Arguing about it. Yeah. You know, breaking, breaking fellowship over it. And honestly, when I first saw that, um, and, and I became, I be, I heard what the school was saying and I just became, uh, adamant about their position. Like to me, it was KJV only. You know, and, it yeah. was, and, and huh. now I've taken a step back at it and I looked at it and also considering and I was considering also the Christianity that is over in France. People in France don't worry about that. You feel like it's so would you say that the people here kind of get hung up on? I think that there's a things lot that of you issue. don't think are important. I think that there's a lot of issues here. Uh, and I'm saying that like, you know, I'm not saying the translation issue is not is not important, but I'm just saying that there's so much. But there's there are things that are so much more important than this, and you feel like it shouldn't be worth breaking fellowship over. Exactly, I don't mm. think that you know in France, and I'm being honest, in France, churches in France are very small. Fifty a church that has over fifty, that has at least fifty people, is considered a mega church. Um, is that because there aren't very many of them? There's not a lot of us. There's not a lot of born again Christians, huh. and and we don't. Honestly, and I'm and I and this may sound harsh or anything, but we don't waste time with that. You know, our our issue is not about whether or not you use the same Bible, but it's the same version as us. Our our main focus is: Are you willing to go out there with me and witness to people? Yeah. And I think that when I got here, 
now that I'm looking back at it and considering the whole thing, there's so many more things that are important. There's 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 more things that are, that are important to than just than just arguing about which translation you're using. I mean, it doesn't matter honestly in the end whether or not like what matters is are you actually working for the furtherance of, of the kingdom? Yeah. Are you working? Are like are you willing to put your difference aside and work with me to go and witness to people? Is it, there's too much on there's there's too much that is at stake. And in France we don't we don't we don't waste time. We don't we don't go about that. Like we don't I'm not saying that like we're we're better than anything because there anybody because there are things that we do have to we do have to do better. But we realize that there's a higher there's a higher there's a bigger problem than just the translation. Right. Yeah, and you can't get hung up on those small things. Exactly. I agree a hundred percent. I feel like that's something American culture, almost because of our prosperity mm -hmm. and because of the fact that we have more free time, yeah. we get hung up on things that we really should not. And that goes outside of Christianity, but especially Christians, yeah. we need to be the people who are setting the standard and setting the example and working together to reach the lost world, yeah. not letting these petty differences, you know, get yeah. in between what we have and what we're supposed to be mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. in our own lives. So that's good. I really appreciate that. Is there something you feel like we here in America, and maybe not necessarily just Christians, but in general, we do better, or at least not necessarily better, but you feel like is probably the the right way of doing something? Something that, okay, so there's a lot of things that compared to between France and America, there's a lot of things that America has got, has got right. So that's just why I enjoy being here. I love the country. I love the people here. Okay. Um, and I think like probably the, the thing that the, the one, the, if I could narrow it down to one, uh, one word, it would be responsibility. I think that, huh. that Americans have this sense of responsibility that French people are lacking. Um, we in France, we're very quick to point the finger if we at somebody else when we have an issue in our own life. Yeah. Um, and that's why. You know, that's why French people are known for going on strikes all the time because they blame the government for everything that they have. Right. Um, and you know, some of it is justified, some of it is no. Some of it is you need to you know suck it up and get on with your day. You know, right. not everything is going to be given to you. And I think that's something that Americans have figured out is that if you want something, you got to get it yourself, and you don't you you don't don't rely on anybody else because nobody is going to give it to you. And so this sense of responsibility, also of, of taking of, of taking responsibility for your actions. If something goes wrong in your in your life, the only person who is to blame is you. Mm. It's not anybody else. And I think that's something that Americans now. Trust me, I come from a, a country that is socialist in in many of its ways. Yeah, and that's part of this ideology. Yeah, that you're describing. So, yeah, certainly. And so, um, one other thing that, that I can tell is when I'm, when I'm here and I see the news here in the U.S., I can tell that there's already some part of the country, some parts of the, this country of America that, that are going that way. Very much so. Yeah. And Absolutely. so you, you, I mean, you, you know, you see it on the news and everything, but you don't, you don't want, you don't want the U.S. to turn into France as far as this of, of huh. people that are, of people that are, that are blaming other, 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 the government or, right. or other people for their issue. So losing that sense of responsibility yeah, so, that we've had that is on the brink, I think, mm -hmm. like you said, of yeah. maybe being lost. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So that's yeah, that that's something that that is very unique to the U.S. I think 
as far as my knowledge i've never yeah. been, haven't been into another Just country for you know a very long time but in the u.s there's this sense of responsibility what about vice versa so with france what do you think there's something maybe they do a little bit better than americans do mm, um that's a tough question i don't think that there's really a, a thing that america does that france does better i do think that in some ways america there's some things that america has that uh france doesn't yet um for example and i'm i'm, ta- I'm talking about things that happened recently that i haven't even heard about from france is the whole the whole um bathroom issues you know with transgenders mm. you know just let's just talk about that because that's something that pops in my mind where we never, we didn't have that issue in France. I, I, I don't remember hearing anything in the news about, you know, uh, men being allowed in, in women's bathroom and, and, and women being allowed in, in, in men's bathroom. I don't remember hearing anything like that. And I don't remember even, even if it had happened, I really don't think it would have been that big of a deal in France. Uh, not because we probably would have, I mean, we probably would have allowed them, uh, let's face it. But, uh, it just, it's, it's, it's not, not something that we, it's not something that I've heard. I don't know why it's not been an issue. I don't know why it hasn't come up. Um, but there is this mentality. I think that, um, you know, LGBTs, um, they already have a lot over in France and I think that they know what they have and I don't think that they want to push it. Yeah. Where I are here in the US, it's, all over the place. Yeah, well, and I've heard it said that when when you have an overabundance of freedom without principles mm-hmm. to guide it, then you get into the kind of messes that the United States is getting into. Yeah. So do you think that maybe the fact that the French kind of, they don't have as many of these res- personal responsibility, this freedom, and so because of that, they kind of just take what they can get and not worry about pushing for more? Um, no, because we, we I'm, uh, French people have a way of, of when they want something, they'll let you know, <laughs> you know, we, we do have, we do have that, we okay. do have, uh, this, this thing where, yeah. you know, I mean, protests are, protests are, are going all over the place in France and there's protests. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned that for strikes yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And so, and so, um, but we, we don't really, um, you know, uh, um, um, Gay marriage has been allowed in France for so long now, it's not even an issue anymore. Abortion <clears throat> has been allowed for so long since the 1980s that it's not even an issue anymore. People don't really, so people I think are so, um, here, here's the thing. I think, I think one of the things that, and it, could, it, it is a good thing essentially, but it has turned into some, like, there's a big problem as far as the, the American culture is that if in, 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 in France, you have little to no resistance um, to your way of life. For example, um, there's there's pretty much no more discrimination against gay people. Mm. So that's why they're not making a big deal about it. Here in the U.S., you still have a major of the major part of the population that that is that is against the 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 the, the gay agenda. You know, huh. that is against against because it's such a recent topic. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that they feel the need that they have to fight for everything that they want to have, especially here in the U.S. So that's why the, the, the bathroom, the bathroom issue, issue wasn't going to be an issue until somebody started speaking against it. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, about it. but, but, and the problem is that it created, uh, it created a just, it kind of created this, this game of, 
um, is let's go back at each other. Yeah, and, us um, versus them. Us and it's versus like them. you're one and, side and then, or the other. And then, yeah. but them got stronger than you. And so you have to, you know, raise your voice and it just, right. it just goes back and forth. That's why it just ends up blowing up into a nationwide right. argument and, and even, even worldwide because people in France are looking at what the U.S. are doing. Um, so and so we, yeah. we hear about this trouble, these, 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 these problems, but in France, there's little, there's no opposition. So whatever they want, they're going to get it. Yeah. I mean, then again, it is, it is a good thing, but it is a bad thing too. Yeah. So the, the, this one thing is yeah. we don't have that many arguments that take over the entire country. That's interesting. I, I feel like from what you're saying, it sounds as if, and I, I almost like on the spot, you've kind of like changed my perspective on it a little bit, but we talk about the left and the right mm -hmm. and the left would be those people that are kind of pushing for yeah. this, you know, these things and they're fighting for it. But from like what you're saying, you're thinking that maybe the reason the left is even feeling the need to fight for it is because the right was being unreasonable and harsh about it in the first mm -hmm. place. And though, even though, you know, most people would assume that Christians are on, um, you know, the, the right, they're more for capitalism and yeah. kind of thing. Um, it may have been our own monster that we've created mm -hmm. and now we have to combat it. Yes. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and I think that, you know, in France, most of what the right and the left are fighting about is not social problems. It's more, um, you know, economics and, 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 you know, whatever politics, it's not, it's not social problems. We don't yeah. really have any more social problems. I mean, I mean, obvious if you take, if you're going from a strictly political point of view, there's not that much social problems going on anymore in France. Now, if you're going from a Christian point of view, obviously there's a lot going on in France that is wrong. Right. But from a political point of view, from a secular point of view, hmm. uh, there's not that many social problems going on anymore in France. To wrap this up, do you feel like between the two that there are ways that these things can be solved? Or like that these, like in France and in America, what do you think would be um, one thing, maybe one principle that you would say could be used across the board to help any individual in either of these countries to move past the problems that they have? I know it's a really big question. Um, <laughs> it's a little wide. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I think that I think really it goes back to what I was telling about is responsibility. I think that mm. I think it's it's not something that's going to be solved by laws. It's not something that's going to be solved by by um, just somebody um, uh, going uh, you know a mob going down the street and uh, protesting. It's not going to be solved by that. It's going to be solved by people. Each one of us. Making the personal decision to take responsibility, mm. and and there's a lot of things that you know, and even in my own life, you know, there's a lot of things that I, even up until recently, I have to take responsibility for a lot of things that 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 I did wrong, and it took a lot out of me because that's not the way I was raised, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying this is this is right, you know. Obviously, it is important to take responsibility for your actions. You have to, you know, you're the only one who is responsible for your own life. Mm. People ought to know how, when to take responsibility. And obviously, we should take responsibility all the time. It's not just something that you do once and say, okay, yeah, I didn't, I took responsibility, I'm good. It's just, it's a mindset that you have to, that you have to get. Yeah. It's, and, and in France, especially, but also, also in the US. And yeah. I think that's... Well, and a lot of these issues that I'd say that you brought up are mm -hmm. because 
people are throwing away their responsibilities. Yes, and definitely, and also not only just for the left, the left, but also for the right. Oh, absolutely. Like it's the right. Yeah. You know, some people. You know, some people. When you believe so much in what you're doing, sometimes you don't want to take responsibility for what you're doing. You know, absolutely. You you you, you think of yourself as you become so self righteous, and in the end, you think that what you're doing is so right that if, when something bad happens. You don't you don't take responsibility because you, you you still think that you were right, and so well. And I think that even like if we're talking like Christian realm, like a lot of the times people will t- will throw out you know Bible verses and like this is what's right, this is what's wrong. But in their own life, yeah. they aren't living that stuff out. You know, yeah. they're doing what they want and then hurling whatever they want at other people, yeah. and so they're not taking responsibility. Yeah. And even what they're trying to tell other people to take responsibility in, you know. So that's what it comes down to is just that personal making the decision, living the way that you know you should and regardless of how hard it is. Yeah. You know, and taking taking, like you said, your responsibility over yeah. what it is that you've done and whatever actions you've committed, you know, everything, whatever it comes down to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And we're gonna have to wrap up here. I have one last question for you. I know you're a big Star Wars fan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why do you love Star Wars, oh, Mr. Messon? Oh boy. Um, what about it? What about it? What, what about, about it? it? I, I, it's not. It's not something really. Uh, I just. I was raised with it. You know. There's just when I didn't have anything else to do, pretty much during the day when it would be raining outside. I still remember. I would take my VHS and I would stick it in the in the TV and I would. I just would watch Star Wars. That's awesome. And and that's just something that and I would watch it in French. Which is very weird. And now I cannot ever watch something that has been made in the U.S., a movie made in the U.S. I cannot watch it in French. It is horrible. I cannot stand it. So now all, all the movies that I watch, I watch them all, all in English, obviously. But It's so funny. Um, well, anyway, um, I thank you for coming on and for uh, having this conversation. Oh, I really appreciate it. And I feel like I actually learned quite a bit just about like the way France works and the way that, you know, you have this such an interesting perspective because you have both sides. And that's why I wanted to sit down with you. So thank you for coming on. Well, thanks for having me over. Yeah, I'd love to have you on again sometime in the future. So we'll try and arrange that. All right, sounds good. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. This has been Spark Podcasting. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We have a website now, sparkpodcasting.com. That's sparkpodcasting.com. If you'd like to write us in, if you'd like to correct us on any facts, you can email us at contact at sparkpodcasting.com. It's contact at sparkpodcasting.com. We will read those on the next episode and we will, to our shame, explain that we were wrong about something. In any case, thanks for listening. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes and we're working to get the other podcast services as well. But again, have a good day. Oh, have a good day. <laughs>